Welcome to the Fight Shed Podcast, a podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events for the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shed Podcast. My name is Daniel, and as always, my co-host, Alan Kirk. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? I'm good, enjoying this cooler weather. Two weeks on a row, right? That yeah, we have some cool we're on weather. a roll. On a roll. No more 100, 100 uh, degree weather and anything like that not for not for a bit but you know it's yeah, texas it'll yeah. change right well it is texas and it still gets hot you know it, it gets does. 80 90 degrees sometimes yeah. um uh, like in my house uh, i'm having a little bit of issues with my ac now I don't again know. yeah again i think my freon's leaking because it's not cooling as it used to freon leaking is usually normal you know you think so it, it is and i think it, it doesn't take it's not a big builder to repair, I think, this time. They'll come out, they'll check the Freon, go, oh, it's leaking, and then they'll replace whatever the that is. Yeah, yeah, whatever so. it is. So I think I'm going to have to do that. In all, you know, when well, are you going to do it? You can wait to spring? Uh, yeah, I'm going to wait. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, put on the fans really yeah. on high. Now we just got to make sure the heater's starting to work. You know, got to make sure that works. Got to turn so that on, right? Yeah, I got to turn it on. Does it? Does it? You get a burning smell every time you turn it on in the fall. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. So, how was your weekend? I'm hoping you're going to tell me you did something so I can hear about it. Um, did you go to your favorite place this weekend? Did I go to my favorite place this weekend? Yeah. Did you go to the movies? Oh, I did not go to the movies. No, I don't even know what I did this weekend. There was a um, big movie out this weekend. Was there? What movie was it? Black Adam. Oh, Black. Oh, well, I'm not a DC person. You already oh, know that. Oh man. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, it doesn't entice me at all. D- not at all. Spe- wow. Especially, I don't like Dwayne Johnson. Oh, okay. You know okay. the Rock. Okay. Um, I like him as a person. I just don't like that they, they said, I want him to be the superhero. You know, they could gotcha. have gotten somebody else, and I think I would have. You know, really. Uh, okay. I'm looking forward to the Blue Beetle movie. The Blue Beetle movie. Yeah, it's okay. coming out. It's a DC. I don't know. If it is a DC, yeah. and I think there's a uh, TV show. I haven't watched it yet. No, I don't know. I don't know if no? that's to come out yet. But um, do you know the kid from uh, Cobra Kai, the Hispanic kid? Of course I do. I he, love Cobra he's Kai. He's being. He's a Blue Beetle. Oh, then I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been watching that one too. That's what I've been watching this week, this couple of weeks. But next month you'll be back there watching a Marvel movie because be it is coming out. Yeah, standing in line. And what I'll, movie is that? It's a Wakanda Forever. I was talking another one. <laughs> what other one isn't that isn't the ant-man that's and the in Wasp? february oh is that in february yeah that's in that february. looks good too that does that's yeah. the introduction of kang the next villain that the thanos thanos type villain that sets up a huge but actually yeah. um he's uh he was on a uh, loki too loki the tv series kang was yeah so they introduced him technically in that series and i think that's phase four that's a big uh big nemesis in phase four of marvel too. Uh, yeah virus you know i don't yeah. even know what phase we're yeah. in now so all right well you didn't do that do you remember what you did last weekend though? um actually did um i did go to a car show a local car show um wow. i have some friends that are in a low rider club okay. and they were throwing the, their seventh annual uh car show picnic and we went out there for a few hours and kind of hung out looked at cars and listened to a little bit of music and um just enjoyed the the uh cool uh west texas uh um afternoon how was the turnout it was really good. It was really good. I mean, comparative good. speaking, there's there was turnout in both um, the community coming up. There was a lot of people there. Okay. And then there was also turnout in car clubs, where uh, there was a lot of car clubs from all around West Texas, Midland, Odessa, some Lubbock car clubs, Del Rio car clubs. Wow, they and, came uh, all they over? They all come out here. And I think the long, the furthest one was 14 hours from oh. here. 
And did he drive it, you think? I, I'm sure they pulled the trailer. Pulled the trailer, yeah, right? To, to so what were a couple cars that just stood out for you? Oh, for me, you? I'm an old school guy, so okay. I like uh, old 64 Impalas. Um, okay. There's some nice 30, you know, 1930s model vehicles, beautiful vehicles. And I just, I love all that stuff. And then they had a hopping contest. and How was that? It was pretty awesome. Pretty cool? Yeah, yeah pretty like awesome. Like amazing how they can just, just make, make these. Make the cars, yeah. A, a ton, uh, what, two, t- two tons or whatever, however much a uh, car weighs. And yeah, these. These are little Honda Civics are trying oh, to yeah. jump. I mean, these are old school heavy cars. <laughs> yeah, it's also like some Regals or yeah. things like that. But yeah, that's that, awesome. That's what we did, and, and um, went to the art museum because it's right nearby, and you know, hung out with the kids at the art museum. And this was a Saturday afternoon when this was happening. It was Saturday afternoon, so you know, so I had to play a that, replay. How <laughs> was that navigated? For uh, you? I was. Uh, I had to watch all this on replay. You did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's the beauty of the internet. <laughs> it is a beauty of the internet, and. Uh, you know, my weekend was just that. I set my whole weekend up to not be at work on Saturday so yeah. that I could catch all the action over there in, in Abu Dhabi. Well, let's just go ahead and jump right into first. Let's do UFC since it was uh, first on the card or the only thing that we had on the card for last weekend. Um, this was UFC pay-per-view 280 um Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makashev. And kicking off the show, we had um, a women's... It was actually a catchweight belt because uh, Caitlin Shikagin actually missed weight the, the, that week. That she week. did. Um, against uh, Manu Faro in a catchweight uh, women's bout. Both fighters looking to be the number one contender in this division and earn a title shot with a win in this class. Definitely. I believe both of these fighters really did very well. You know, I think Caitlin Chikagin, you already know what you're going to get. Um, she's always been a contender, always been in the rankings, always a threat to go on to the next level to challenge a champion. But this time she, she ran into Mano Faro, who's a little bit more um, skilled, I believe, more fine-tuned in her um, abilities. Farouk put on pressure at the beginning, and it lasted through the whole ma- match. Chokagan was on her heels constantly. Mm-hmm. In the end, we do have a decision win for Mano Farouk, 29-28, 29-28, 29-28, and 29-28. So 29-28 across the board. Um, wow. I mean, what did you think about Farouk and her uh, her performance? Oh, I, th- I think it was outstanding. Uh, she definitely proved in this match she deserves a title shot. All right, so that's that's what you think is next for her? Yeah, so Farod is now 10-1, and 1, a 5-0 and 0 in the UFC, a solid dominating win for her this evening. I believe she is the clear number one contender to fight for the title next against Valentina Shevchenko. Now, I also have that too, uh, Valentina Shevchenko, but do you think that Mano Farod has enough skill to um, hang with Valentina Shevchenko? Well, I do because I think the previous opponent for Shevchenko took her to the limit. Yeah, Tyler and I, Santos. Yeah. And I think we, we have learned maybe a game plan against what looks to be the GOAT of that division. Um, and Valentina is always ready to fight. So maybe that's something that they could really pursue, make it set it up pretty soon. If for some reason Valentina can't fight, I have maybe um, a Jessica Andrade waiting in the ranks. If not, that would be a good solid opponent for Farouk, but I think she's going to go through her too. Yeah, definitely. How about uh, Caitlin Shikagan? So she's eighteen and five now, eleven and five in the UFC. A really tough loss, but I do think she can rebound uh, with a fight against Tila Santos, who's ranked third, nineteen and two, four and two, and is also coming off a loss to. 
Um, I like that. I didn't even think about Tyler Santos. Um, how about a Lauren Murphy, ranked sixth, or Casey O'Neill, ranked 10th? Both those opponents w- would be a tough night out for Shokagan, but I think she's up for the task. Next up on the card, we have um, D- Benil Dariush versus Martus Gomrat Gomrat in a lightweight division clash. Two fighters looking for a win and a possible title shot next if they are successful. Now, I failed to mention last um, for our last uh, recap our uh, our voter rankings. We have voter rankings this week too. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, let me let me backtrack a little bit. Amanda Farouk got a hundred percent of our votes. Um, this week for uh, Benil Dariush and Martus Gamrot, 58% voted for Benil Dariush and 42% for Martus Gamrot. I'll tell you, Benil Dariush was coming off a year layoff, and he didn't look like he had any rust. No, they both look good. I mean, I think uh, Benil Dariush uh, just took off right where he left off, right? Because yep. he got that win against, against I believe, Tony Ferguson was one of his last wins. But he looked solid. He didn't look like there was any rust at all. No. Um, very, very formidable opponent. And he was ready for the game plan of uh, Gamrot. Uh, I think the game plan for him was to take his opponent down, and unfortunately, often more often than not, he did not, and got and his opponent stuffed him most of yeah, the time. Yeah, he stuffed him all those, uh, most of the uh, attempts to... Uh, get him down. It's kind of back and forth uh, as far as mm-hmm. on the stand-up game, um, but we finally get a knockdown from Benil Darius. Uh, really catches uh, Martins Gamrock coming in, and he puts him to the ground, which I think ultimately probably won that third round. Yep. And if um, if there was any doubt for the rest of the rounds, absolutely. In the end, we do have Benil Darius winning by unanimous decision, 30-27, 30-27, and twenty nine twenty eight. What do you think's next for Benil? He is uh, 22-4-1, 16-4-1 in the UFC. It was a really good win for him uh, tonight. Uh, Looked like he picked up where he left off. And be honest with you, I think he earned a title shot for him next. I have that too. I mean, I, I don't know if that's what we're going to actually get because, um, you know, we'll discuss that later on. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't get the title shot, you know, and the, every, there's a lot of other people behind him that are, are already um, – they're already uh, – they already have a, a, a match lined up. Yeah. Um, so I have to go all the way down to number seven with Rafael Fasif. It's a good fight, but, you know, I'm the guy that is always says, if you're in line, don't get out of line. Yeah. And looking behind to fight somebody and a possible loss would not be good for his future. How about for Gamera? 21-2, and 4-2 and two in the UFC. I thought he uh, fought a really tough opponent tonight. He definitely has some things to work on. And I don't know if he's a top 10 fighter where he's sitting at a number nine in this division. So I'm looking at somebody in the top 20. How about at 12th, Jalen Turner, who is 13 and 5, 6 and 2? Well, I like that. Um, I have, um, how about Rafael Dos Anjos? Sure. Sure. But. I don't but know again, he's, he's at seven, right? Or no? Well, Rafael Dos Anjos, I don't know what, but Gamera's okay. at nine. Okay. So I don't think Rafael Dos Anjos is, okay. is ranked in the top ten. I may be wrong, but um, that or how about Fazeev? But he's ranked seven. Yeah, he's ranked seventh tonight. So you don't I mean, think do he's you, up there? Do you feel like he still deserves to be in the top ten? I think so. If you, you, if you so? lose to the number one contender it, like where you're putting him. Yeah. You know, I yeah, think it's true. worth worth it. And, and to decision. Yeah. You know, true. so maybe so. Yep. 
Next up on the card, we have Peter Yan versus Sean O'Malley. 71% of our voters voted for Peter Yan, and um, Sean, uh, 29% voted for Sean O'Malley in this bantamweight division clash. A fight that between these two fighters were surprised by many fans and thought to be a one-sided affair turned into a very close and entertaining match. Well, I don't know if you ever look at this website. It's called Decision MMA. I do not. And there's about 29 different writers that do a score. If there's a decision, they post what they felt what the decision was. And 29 out of 29 um, writers felt that Peter Yawn actually won this bout. Well, O'Malley's your boy. So do you agree with O'Malley winning, or do you agree with these 29 no, writers? I had it. I had it. Just uh, the, with uh, the writers, that was I had for one reason or another. I had Peter Yawn thirty to twenty-seven. You had every round, so every not round. even the last last round. I, I didn't give him the last round. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was really close. But in, in my eyes, I felt that Peter Yawn probably won that. Look, it, it looked like the game plan of the champ Peter Yawn was to take uh, O'Malley down and work his wrestling to beat beat his opponent. Um, I, again, thought, like in the first uh, fight with the girls, that Peter Yon's pressuring and mm-hmm. and O'Malley's always on his heels trying to avoid any takedowns or anything of that. And if you like that control of the octagon, Peter Yon is 30-27, you know? Yeah. I mean, I it was a great fight no matter what. It was right? a great fight. Was, and I think they both were hurt. Forth. Yeah. Oh, God, right? both were rocked yeah. in one way or another. Um. Peter Yan did try to take down O'Malley several times. He failed, you know, you know, and um, but O'Malley even weathered a lot of storms from uh, Peter Yan. He did. I mean, uh, he said in the post post uh, fight interview, he goes, he's never been hurt as bad as he was today. Um, but I don't know if you saw Sean O'Malley's uh, face. Uh, gestures, but when they announced that he won, even he was like, uh, his eyebrows yeah. are up. Like, what? What just happened? He's, I'm sure. He, well, like, he, I think he even said that. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and um, re- review but, the, the fight and see, you know, how you know we 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 won. That <laughs> was guess. that was his way of saying I don't even agree either. Right. And uh, I could tell he's lost for words because he knew now I've got to uh, take an interview. As a as and a winner, explain, yeah. and 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 explain it to where he's not saying, "Yeah, I think the judge is screwed up, and I should have lost." I mean, what's what do you think's next for uh, Sean O'Malley? Well, he's sixteen and one, eight and one in the UFC now, and he's ranked second, fourteenth to second, fourteenth second, which I is crazy to me. Before we were saying, "Does he deserve this? Does he deserve this?" Well, you know what? Now I feel like you know what he does deserve this now. The, did he win the match in my eyes? I don't think so. But can he stand up to these uh, in the rankings, to the top five in these rankings? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume that a title shot is next. Or what is the point of the UFC if they don't make this fight to begin with? Because isn't that the whole point of putting Mally in this fight is to have him uh, be the, the title contender now. yeah because can you imagine peter young you know? winning and then they say okay let's just go ahead and get peter young back with us aljamain started yeah and they're not they weren't going to do that they weren't going to do that it was no. never going to happen no so they were they were literally like hey uh if o'malley wins we now have our next contender but is it fair for the other nine that were behind him now that this guy all of a sudden gets a title shot when he jumped from 14th to second well let's do one of your favorite things to do 
Let's go down the list. Let's go down the list and let's find From out. From top who 10. Wins. Yes. Does Sean O'Malley beat Dominic Cruz? He does. He does. Does Sean O'Malley beat Ricky Simone? Okay. Sure. Does Sean O'Malley beat Rob Font? I don't think he beats Rob Font. You I think, think so. Rob Font is a tough, tough opponent, but okay. We'll just say he does. Uh, how about Aljamain Sterling's best friend, Marab Dashavili? Yeah, he's not beating him. I think Dashavili's taking him down. And then next person is Corey Sanhagen at six. I don't think he's beating Corey. Corey's a tough night out. Yeah, he's lost to Marlon Vetta, but do you think he was winning that fight? Debatable. Debatable. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so, It wasn't too. long enough. It was the first yeah, round. Yeah, it was Yeah. Yeah. Who else? How else we got? I mean, that's pretty much it. Oh I mean, my gosh! And it, it was TJ Dillashaw, but we don't know how long. Well, we'll yeah. get that into yeah, that get later. That. Yeah. Um. But and I don't think he stands a chance against the champ. I mean, the other opinion, other names opinion. under the top ten or behind the top ten is um. He Song looked great in his last fight, didn't he? Uh, well, he lost to Corey Sanhagen, but he be, he knocked out Marlon Vera. That's Mayer, right, Marlon. Okay, I'm thinking that fight. Yeah. Um. Peter Munoz. Um. I mean. Well, he has a no contest with uh, with Sean O'Malley, Peter Munoz, That's Pedro right. Munoz. Yes. But, but I don't know. I mean, I know. What do you think for your boy? Well, you I know, mean, why what not? You, why not? What's it? It's just gonna sell pay per view money. You know, sales right? Put him against Aljamain Sterling. I think he gets beat. I mean, we'll talk. Do you think about he gets it. beat? Look, Aljamain Sterling is a beast, and he we'll talk about that here yeah. in right in a second. But um, he was huge in that match. I I I know that. Nobody wants to hear it, but let me just throw it out there. Should there be a rematch? Should they fight again? <laughs> Run it back. <laughs> yeah. Should they? I, I would I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't either. Um what's next for uh Peter Young? Well, sixteen to four, eight and three in the UFC now. Uh tough loss. Uh he lost on the scorecards, but in our opinion it wasn't a loss. Uh I think he's still a beast. Uh, two names for me to see him fight next is either Marlon Vera at fourth or Mirab Dishavili, who's sitting at six. Next up, we have Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw for the Bantamweight Championship belt. Both fighters having something to prove. Dillashaw looking to prove he could win a, a clean title and Sterling to prove he could move past the Yon rivalry successfully. All right, so... Aljamain Sterling, the champion, comes in against T.J. Dillashaw, who's been out for almost a year, right? Yes. Because Ang- of injury. Yeah, knee. Right? Knee something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Aljamain Sterling came in huge. He was a he was massive. He was, wasn't he? Compared to T.J. Dillashaw, who who obviously probably had a, a tough weight cut, trying to make weight. Yeah. Um, but it turns out too, he had a tough training camp. He did. Right, I mean, he even admitted that um he his his uh shoulder was uh, popped out of socket or well, dislocated several times in his training camp. Several twenty times, he 20 said over times. twenty times, and this has been going on for a couple months actually. Yeah, and and he did not disclose any of that information. Did not disclose it, right? And and his reasoning was because he didn't want to sit around a year for another title shot. Well, there, I think there's several reasons. I mean, he, he wants to get paid. Yeah. Right. You don't yeah. get paid if you don't fight. Yeah, and he hasn't fought. He hadn't fought over a year, and yeah. then he before that he hadn't fought in two years. Yeah. So, I, here's what I have to say about this fight. I'm just disappointed in Dillashaw fighting injured, and I'm just really more uh, disappointed that Sterling didn't get a clean win. 
because he's been trying so hard to finally get clean wins, and it just it seems that just one after another, there's some problem or something happens to where he just can't successfully go, listen, I can dominate. Uh, I'm the champ. Let me show you how good of a champ I am. He's got to fight an injured, pl- injured you know, opponent. And look, you you do, you know, you, you get dealt the cards, and you got to play him how you got to play him. And he he did what he needed to do to win this fight, and good for him, but I just feel bad. So we feel bad for the champion who's defended his title now um, twice, yes. get, once against Peter Yan and TJ Dillashaw, um, on an eight-fight winning streak. And right now we're still questioning, is he the legitimate champion? What I'm saying is I'm not questioning he's a legitimate champion. Right. I'm I'm just saying he hasn't gone out but to be able to prove way, right? it. It feels that he's it, like he just he was given this championship <laughs> and yeah. he's just by the luck of the draw, he's he's maintaining yeah. He keeps getting dealt aces and everybody else keeps getting dealt eight two and yeah. we have to play that hand. We don't get a not yeah. play that hand. We can't fold. And he just seems to continue to be lucky, and it, and it doesn't prove that he's a really good player yet. Do you agree with that? Or no, not really? I agree. I think yeah. that's what everyone's thinking right now. That you know, tough break for Aljamain Sterling. He hasn't really gone out there and been able to show the type of champion he has been or is. Because first, we all kind of di- disliked the way he won that championship, right? Yeah, by, did. by 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 legal knee, and then um, now we have this happening in his title defense against T.J. Dillashaw, arguably probably one of the goats of that division in the first place, right? He is, but some people could argue a not a clean goat. Oh, yeah, well, of course. That's yeah. the problem with this whole situation. Well, in the end, we do have a TKO uh, knockout of T.J. Dillashaw um, by Aljamain Sterling in the second round. What do you think's next for Aljamain? 22-3, and 14-3 and three in the UFC. A win is a win, regardless of what happened uh, to his opponent, I'm assuming a dance date with O'Malley is next for him. But the way O'Malley moved up so fast from 14th to 2nd, I personally think it could be anyone in the top 10 next. Um, Yeah, no. And he even said someone that's not even on there, on the ranking. Who did he, he say? That was the first name that came out of his mouth. Who did he say? Uh, Henry Cejudo. That is crazy. Right. And so that's going to be probably the next fight, maybe. And he, 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 here's the thing. Do we get old Henry Suhudo or do we get three or four years out of shape? I'm trying to get back in shape, Henry Suhudo. Well, either Rusty. Way, either way, we're going to get an old Henry Suhudo, right? Because yeah. he's going to be older. Um, Probably going to be Rusty. Rusty, maybe so. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's 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 back into the USADA pool. He's getting drug tested. Now, the next thing to do is, you know, I guess register or sign up for the UFC or get get contracts going with him and and here's the thing no disrespect to sterling okay i i think he's a great champ but he's calling out an a rusty fighter right right. and he's next guy in line is what was the 14th ranked guy in this division seems like he just keeps getting bad cards for opponents to fight against yeah because if he wins that yeah then they're they're like well he was an old exactly coming off exactly two year yeah. Two year layoff. Very interesting division. I can't wait to see who his next opponent is. Yeah, definitely. What's up with TJ Dillashaw? 17 and 5, 13 and 5, the USC. Uh, he needs to get fully healthy before getting back in that octagon. Uh, if he's looking for a dance partner, who knows when that's going to be? What about Peter Yan? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, why not? 
Why not? Man, but I don't know. I just think TJ Dillashaw has lost a lot of credibility right now. He he did, and he even knew that because in his post-fight interview, he was apologizing to the rest of the division. To the rest of the division. Nobody yeah. does that. It <laughs> lets you know you kind of messed up. Yeah. And so um, I'll be fascinated and see what Dillashaw does next. All right. Well, that brings us to the main event of the evening. Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makachev in a lightweight division or championship clash. A long-awaited fight between the two top lightweight fighters in this division for all the gold on the line. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the former champion, Charles Oliveira, um, going back in there, taking his, what, 11-fight winning streak? Yes. In And uh, compares to uh, Makashev's, I think, 9-fight winning streak. 10-fight yeah. winning streak. So something had to give. And I'm going to tell you, early on, Charles was not scared to get on the ground and fight with Makachev, and most of Makachev's opponents are scared. It was an v- interesting strategy and game plan for Charles. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that the, I think he has enough uh, confidence in his uh, jiu-jitsu to you know combat that that uh, sambo style of wrestling. I'll have to tell you my feeling because I did see it live. Uh, I was really nervous for Charles Oliveira. Oh. There was never a moment that I wasn't scared that he was eventually going to lose to Islam because Islam is such a complete package. How did you feel when you were watching that? I was I was just waiting for either to get him down on the ground and re- out-wrestle him and yeah. then finally get into a, move, a position to, you know, do some kind of submission. There was a couple of times I was I was hoping they would stay on their feet because I think uh, Oliveira probably would have won if he stayed on his feet. Yeah. Um. I just knew... That it was going to be a matter of time for Oliveira made made a mistake, and all it took was one mistake, and it was. Islam was going to capitalize on it. It was such a minor mistake, but it was over after that. In the end, we do have Islam Makashev winning the title by submission, an arm triangle choke, um, in the second round. You know what? What do you think about our new champion? Well, he's twenty three and one now. He is twelve and one in the UFC. Uh, he called out. The pound-for-pound best fighter in the world right now, Alexander the Great Volganovsky, who then came in the ring and said, let's go. Do you believe that's going to happen? Well, you know, Volganovsky was the uh, um, alternate for that fight. So he weighed in to just in case either one of them weren't able to participate, that he would have been the alternate. So do you think that will be next? I think so. So do you think that Magashev defeats Volkanovski. Uh I, I think absolutely. I, I, I think do too. I think it, it would be in the first round. Yeah. Um I think that uh Volkanovski, even though he's short, he's very uh built. Yeah he's, he's built. Stocky. Yeah he he's stocky. Yeah. That could maybe be a problem because he does have he's gonna you know if this goes down, I if I was Volkanovski's uh trainer i would say we're going to bulk you up slowly that's usually the best plan we're not going to bulk you up fast because you're right. just going to have more fat than muscle right. if he does it right may have a chance but boy it's an outside chance and i think the odds would be 600 to minus 600 for islam versus right. the pound for pound best fighter in the world be an underdog that's how crazy we think uh islam is now yeah see i, I think i think islam Takes runs away with it and becomes a pound for pound in within two fights, right? He becomes the pound for pound 
champion, best fighter in the UFC. And it doesn't hurt to have one of the goats as your trainer, too. I mean, how does that hurt you? You know, that'd be like uh, uh, being a basketball player. Michael Jordan's your your coach. I mean, basically, yeah, that's what Khabib coach. is, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and here's the scary part about it. Do you see anybody in that top ten that could last a round or two with him? I mean, I don't – And I've gone down that list several times over the weekend. I'm going down the list right now. I don't see anybody that's a wrestler that will go and wrestle this guy. Maybe – um, maybe he's in a different division, but that's no, I don't see anybody. He's gonna beat all these guys. He's yeah, gonna beat yeah. uh Chandler, he's gonna beat Poyer. Freaking Connor's coming Can't out cheat. on Twitter. Come on, Connor, you didn't even beat Khabib. You think you're gonna beat this in shape guy? You're never gonna beat that guy. Uh I mean, who else is on that list? I mean, no, I mean, no, there's Benil Darius. He's the one that should be up next, and he's not gonna last around. Do you agree? No, I mean yeah. I would like to see that fight. I would too, um, but I don't see a wrestler on this. On another one that will will go with him as a wrestler. There's he, a Mac, Mark Manson. Remember Mark Manson? He is an Olympic wrestler. Now that would be interesting. I I think Mark Manson, as long as he gets on the ground, because I think Islam also has some uh, boxing skills. That would be interesting. But he fought the best wrestler in this division, and he and he crushed him. Yeah. You know, uh, so right above him at at 170, right, would be Kamara Usman or Leon Edwards division, right? Mm-hmm. Go up do you do you think that Kamara Usman, being a, a, a legit wrestler, would have a chance against Islam? Dang. I think maybe. Maybe so, but that's interesting to bulk up a little bit more, bulk up Islam. Islam's pretty big already. Yeah. And then go up a division, go up. Almost twenty pounds, and isn't Covington in that division? Covington, uh, and he's Hasma a wrestler. Shemaev, Shemaev versus Islam would be awesome. Get a double champ going. Oh, that would be amazing. Well, I'm sure twenty twenty three is going to be uh, the year of Makashev, and see you know where that goes out for both divisions, or three divisions, right? Because Absolutely. we have uh, Volkanovski, Makashev, and you know the the uh, welterweight division. Well, Oliveira is now 33 and 9, 21 and 9 in in the UFC. He's ran through most of the top 10 fighters in the division. And if the champ versus champ happens in this division, then I think a fight with Dariush should be next for Oliveira. Oh, yeah. I would like that. Yeah. I wouldn't have any problem with that at all. Well, did we have any uh, fighters of the night? Well, fighter of the nights. Who do you think was fight of the night? The fight of the night. Well, I think there was a preliminary fight, and it was Bahil Muhammad. Was that fight of the night? That was a really good fight. And to kind of recap on that, Bilal Muhammad did defeat uh, Sean Brady. Great fight. And in the end, but Muhammad wins by TKO. But this was not the fight of the night. Well, then it's got to be Yan O'Malley. It sure was. Sean O'Malley and Peter Yan both win $50,000. Nice. How about performances of the night? Well, Dariush looked really, really good. Uh, but I think, like you just said previous, that TKO by Bahama Muhammad was amazing. Yeah, Bahama Muhammad yeah. Did, did get one. Who do you think got the other? It's probably Islam. Yeah, de- definitely wow. Islam Makashev. Nice. They um, won $50,000. And won a belt. 
And win the belt. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, you always ask me this. I'm going to ask you, scale of 1 to 10. Well, here's the problem. Last week I proclaimed that this was going to be a 9. And because of some of the things that went down at UFC main event, including one that had a shoulder injury and didn't disclose it, I'm going to have to give it an 8. I'm right with you. I was expecting a, a lot bigger bigger results from these names because i mean we had a stack card right this card it was, was a stack the preliminary really had really good fighters also um but you know yeah like you said i mean there's some disappointments in the main event in the main and card it doesn't matter how exciting a fight is when the person that's supposed to lose the decision ends up winning that taints it and when o'malley won that i mean i'm a O'Malley fan but if you lose you lose and it just kind of taints the, the pay-per-view, in my opinion. I wonder if you really took a poll. I bet you there's only three people in this world that think that O'Malley won. And those people were the judges. And his mom. And the mom. Yeah. And maybe the, the mom. mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the right. mom. Is the mom brutally, <laughs> brutally honest to his son? Go, son, you didn't win that. And she, he's going to go, mean, I know, mom. Yeah, I know. I know, mom. Yeah. Yeah. It, that is fascinating. Yeah. Well, the, um, our UFC train moves on to our next uh, UFC stop. UFC Fight Night, Cater versus Allen. This is going to be this Saturday, October 29th, live from the UFC Apex Center. Kicking off our preview, we have a heavyweight division clash, Jarrett Vanderov versus Waldo Cortez Acosta. So this is at 225 to 265. Francis Naganu is our, is our champion. Waldo Cortez Acosta is 31 years old, 7-0 and with four KOs, one submission, and two decisions. He is currently unranked. His last fight was a win by TKO in the first round, August of this year, and hello UFC, this is his debut. Now, Jared the Mountain Vandera is 30 years old, 12-9 and with seven KOs, three submissions, two decisions. He is currently ranked 30th in this division. His last fight was a loss by TKO in the third round, July of this year. And he is on a four-fight losing streak. Now, Cortez Ocosta is a minus 195, and Vandera is a plus 165. Jarrett Vandera is from Richland, Washington. He stands at 6'4", with an 80-inch reach, representing Dan Henderson's athletic fitness team. He has one performance award with notable wins against Justin Taffa and notable losses versus Chase Sherman, Alexei Olenek, and Andre Olaski. Walter Cortez Acosta is from the Dominican Republic. He stands at 6'4 with a 78-inch reach. He, like you said, is in his UFC debut. I don't normally take a, a debut guy because it's like, welcome to UFC, I'm fixing to flatten you. But I'm going to tell you, his undefeated record, uh, 4 by KO. Jared has seven by KO, so you know it's going to be a slugfest, but I'm going to take the rookie, Ocosta, by KO in the first round. Well, you know, I don't like Jared Vandera's four-fight losing streak. And that's, that's another thing. That's something that, you know, is that going to be on his mind this whole time? It's like, if I lose to a rookie. I lose to a rookie, and if I don't win, I may be out the door. I mean, it could be a lot of pressure for him. Well, I'm going for Waldo Cortez Acosta. How do you like him? A decision win. All right. Next up on the preview, we have uh, Max Griffin versus Tim Means in a welterweight division clash. This is at 170 pounds. Leon Edwards is our current champion. Now, Tim 
the Dirty Bird means. Is 38 years old, 32 and 13 with 19 KOs, five submissions and eight decisions. He is currently unranked. His last fight was a loss by submission in the second round, June of this year, and he is three and one in his last four fights. Now Max Payne Griffin is 36 years old, 18 and nine with nine KOs, two submissions and seven decisions. He is currently ranked 31st in this division. His last fight was a loss by decision, March of this year, and he is three and one in his last four fights. Now Griffin is a minus 180, and Means is a plus 155. Max Griffin is from. Santa Barbara's California. He stands at 5'11 with a 77 with a 76 inch reach, representing um, Mar- Marinobles Martial Arts. He has one performance award with notable wins against Carlos Condit, Son Keenan, and Ramiz Baharamajin. Notable losses come against Neil Magny, Alex Oliveira, and Alex Morono. Tim Means is from Oklahoma. He stands at 6'2 with a 70 with a 75 inch reach, representing Power MMA. He has no performance awards, but notable wins against Nicholas Dalpe, Mike Perry, and Loreno Strapoli. Notable losses come against Kevin Holland and Daniel Rodriguez. Both coming off losses, they want to win. Yeah, they do. You know, uh, odds makers make it kind of close. Um, but I like a little dirty bird. I like means he's got 19 KOs to his record. I'm going to take him by KO in the second round. Um, I also like dirty bird. Um, Tim means, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to also say decision win. Okay. Next up on the card, we have the main event of the evening. Kelvin Cater versus Arnold Allen in a featherweight division clash. 145 pounds, Alex Volganowski is our current champion. Now, Calvin, the Boston finisher, Cater, is 34 years old, 23-6, and six, with 11 KOs, 2 submissions, and 10 decisions. He is currently ranked 8th in his division. His last fight was a loss by decision June of this year, and he is 2-2 two and two in his last four fights. Now, Arnold Almighty Allen is 28 years old, 18-1, and one, with six KOs, four submissions, and eight decisions. He is currently ranked fifth in this division. His last fight was a win by TKO in the first round, March of this year, and he is on an 11-fight win streak. Now, Cater is a minus 125, and Allen is a plus 105. Calvin Cater is from Massachusetts. He stands at 5'11", with a 72-inch reach, representing New England Cartel. He has five performance awards with notable wins against Giga Shikadze, Dan Ige, Jeremy Stevens, and Ricardo Hamash. Notable losses come against Joss Emmett, Max Holloway, and uh, Renato Makaino. Arnold Allen is from England. He stands at 5'8 with a 69-inch reach. He represents BKK Fighters UK. He has two performance awards with notable wins against Dan Hooker, Yudik Yusuf, Nick Lentz, and Gilbert Melendez. Very interesting fight. Yeah. Right? I'm excited for this fight. Uh, I'm going to set set an alarm and go, bed alert, bed alert, bed alert, because I am shocked that Allen, who is on 11-fight win streak, never lost in UFC, how the odd makers have him as the underdog makes no sense to me. Does it make sense to you? Well, he has 10 finishes in his uh, 18 wins, so he's six by knockout. And four by submission. Right. Um, and like you said, he's what? On a how, how many fight win streak? He's on an 11 fight win streak. He is currently 
uh, ranked higher than Cater, and somehow he's an underdog. Are we giving Cater a lot of credit because he's That's gone through cut several wars with you know Josh Emmett, Max Holloway, Zabit Mormagam Shampirov? Um, yeah. Are we just giving him that that veteran, uh, veteran? I guess um, what what do we call uh, benefit of the doubt? Well, somebody in Vegas is. I am not. I can promise you, I am not. I mean, how is it that he's coming off a loss? He's two and two in the last four four fights, and he's ranked eighth. And Almighty Allen is ranked fifth. I think you know how I'm going with this. I got Allen by decision. All right. Well, I also have Arnold Allen, and I'm gonna say by submission win. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm really excited for this uh, this weekend's action. Do you? Are you, you oh like yeah, it? definitely. I like Kelvin Cater. I mean, he. He, I think he's probably best known for getting beat by uh, Max Holloway yeah. in a in a brutal b- brawl. Um, but he's always one of those durable fighters that you you know he's going to come out fighting every single night. Yep. All right. Well, that is going to be UFC Fight Night two thirteen. Um, Cater versus Allen again. This is going to be Saturday, October 29th, live from the UFC Apex in. Nevada in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now that brings us to our MMA news and notes. White on the lack of info on the TJ Dillashaw injury. That is a problem. In his post-fight Octagon interview, Dillashaw interviewed and detailed the extent of his shoulder woes, claiming they dislocated around 20 times during training camp. Despite the injury woes, he still opted to compete in USC 280 instead of withdrawing from the fight. Yeah, I had no idea. That's a problem, White said of Dillashaw's injury. White was impressed on how the athletic commission in Abu Dhabi wasn't aware of Dillashaw's shoulder issue. Well, how could the athletic commission know if he doesn't tell us? You know what I mean? You got to tell us. I mean, he looked good. White continued on Dillashaw. It's not like he came in out of shape. He looked like he was injured or whatever. But, yeah, that's something that he should have told us. This isn't the first time that White in the UFC has been involved with a fighter who competed with a pre-existing injury after losing to Dustin Poirier at UFC 264, Conor McGregor, said that White in the promotion knew of his ankle injury before shattering his leg in the bout. So, what do you think about fighters withholding injuries from the promotion? I think you, you you shouldn't be. I was surprised they allowed him to fight in the first place. I thought there was some kind of commission that goes in there and makes sure that you know someone is allowed to fight, that they have the permission, the clearance to fight. And Somewhere in our head, we in our head, we are we see a picture of. A commission or commissioner hey, doing a physical does a physical in the locker rooms before the fight just to make sure that they're good to go. Right, and I guess that's not happening. I guess not. Obviously, he didn't. Like, I guess they just watch the way in, and if they look good, here we go. Right. I mean, you would think it would be more structure, right? More professional, because I think in the NFL or any other sport, that they, they have to go through some protocols before they get back in. I mean. He was barely touched, and that shoulder came out, right? Like, yes. can't you do some kind of physical where you just kind of grab their shoulder yeah, just and just kind of feel, just yeah. make sure, grab their knee, do their little you know things that they do, make sure that's not out of socket and stuff? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. I mean, I like I said, I did. I was surprised they allowed him to do that. But here, here's the thing: 
This happens all the time in every sport, okay? Mm. There are NFL players that withhold injuries, and they're going out there and playing with concussions or whatever. I'm, I'm fine, coach. I'm fine, coach. Mm. Basketball players are just taping up their ankles, whatever. You know, you don't get most, – most players and fighters don't get paid unless you fight. Right. And he needs to get paid, and, he, and so does his trainers and everybody. I don't blame him for not saying it, but I think there should be some kind of protocol in the future. Yeah, definitely. Well, it looks like two um, premier premier promotions will be fighting head-to-head against each other. Bellator and Ryzen have uh, agreed to square off on New Year's Eve on a pay-per-view card. I absolutely love hearing that news. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it looks like um, right now Bellator is disclosing that, you know, they don't exactly know who's going to represent them, um, but they have thrown out names such as Patricio Pitbull Ferreri, uh, AJ McKee, and Juan Archuleta to represent them on their side. And, of course, I don't think we know a lot about the Ryzen fighters, but we know that Ryzen has a lot of uh, great athletes. They have a lot of formidable opponents, but here's the thing. Bellator didn't list names that are on their B squad. They listed three of their top fighters willing to go over there and fight. Oh, yeah, that definitely. is amazing. Yeah, it looks like it would uh, eventually be held on December 31st from the Saitama Super Arena in Tokyo. That is awesome. Yeah. So the UFC has come out and said Conor McGregor is no longer in the USADA testing pool per Dana White. Conor McGregor's rather buff physique has been a topic of conversation in the past few weeks, and UFC President Dana White has now revealed that the former champ is no longer part of the USDA testing pool. Yeah, 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 it's right, White replied in an interview. When asked whether McGregor would need to complete six months of drug testing before being cleared to compete, USC athletes who are removed from the testing pool, for example, after retiring are now required to compete complete six months worth of negative tests prior to returning to action should they choose to do so. And while McGregor has never re- never officially re- announced his retirement, he has not been tested in over a year. So, is Connor done with the UFC? I mean, how long do you have to wait before you get back into this USADA? I guess, you know, we don't six know. Six months. So, 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 he, so has he can't be in, he can't wrestle, he can't do anything for the next six months anyway then, right? He can box, but he can't do UFC. Yes, but you can't you do UFC. So he, I don't think we ever we will ever see Conor McGregor in the uh, arena again. Octagon. Yeah, to me, he's saying, without saying it, coming out of his mouth, my buffer physique isn't natural. I I take something because I'm certainly not willing to reveal it through a test. That's yeah. in my opinion. What do you do? You think he's oh, taking no, something? Um, have you seen pictures of him? He is massive. Massive. He could fight a heavyweight. <laughs> I mean, he's huge. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. But it looks like um our newest. Uh, I guess a replacement for Conor McGregor from the England side, the person that we, the heir apparent to Conor McGregor's. Heir apparent. Does he have a funky looking hair? I sure does. Who is this guy? Patty Pimlet. He's going to be facing off Jared, facing Jared Gordon on UFC 282 in December. They just added this fight. Well, that's a big step up. Do you think? Oh yeah, I think so too. I think and you better get ready to wrestle because I think Jared Go- Gordon is a is a really good wrestler. Yeah, Pennant comes in nineteen and three. He's been trying to get onto that UFC card um, as of late since his last fight in July, uh, but now it looks like we do have a um, 
an opponent for him, but this will be the first time that Pimlet has fought within the last three fights um, in the United States because the last two fights were in That's right. um, the UK. Well, I'm excited to see him fight again. Do you have any other news and notes? I do not. All right, that wraps up our MMA segment for this week. Now let's just jump into our boxing segment and recapping our big boxing events for last week. Um, oh, wait, ama- amazing? Amazing there was none amazing. to recap. Uh, what that's is like going second on? Second in three weeks, right? Second time in three I, weeks. I know it just keeps going back and forth. There's no UFC or there's no boxing, and I think there was one fight that was out there that that I think was competing. I guess I think Lore, right? Didn't he fight? Yeah, he he fought. Yeah, yeah. yeah we did have um, a, a fight that we did mention uh, it happened during the week. We did have. Mauricio Lada versus Jose San Martin. Um, it did end up where uh, Mauricio Lada beats San Martin by a technical knockout in the third round um, this past week from Mexico City. Yep. So, um, but other than that, we didn't have anything else. We didn't. There's a good thing that we have a couple uh, quality fights coming up this weekend, though. So, this week, we have four big fights on our preview for this week. We're going to go ahead and run through these real quick. Um, kick it off the show. Kick it off the weekend for boxing. We have Joseph Jojo Diaz versus William Cepeda in a lightweight division clash. This is at 135 pounds. Devin Haney and Gervonta Tank Davis is the other champions. Now, the, now William Cameron Cepeda is 26 years old. He's 26-0 and 0 with 23 KOs. He is currently ranked 16th in this division. His last fight was a win by decision may of this year and he debuted in 2016 now joseph jojo diaz is 29 years old 32 2 and 1 with 15 ko's he is currently ranked seventh in this division his last fight was a loss by decision december of last year and he debuted in 2013 all right well Jojo Diaz is um, 5'6 with a 64 inch reach he has a 40 percent knockout rate um William Zapata is from Mexico. He stands at 5'9 with a 69 and a half inch reach. He has an 88% knockout rate. Um, I mean, this is a really big fight. Live it's a from big Pechanga, fight. California. Yeah. Do you think Zapata is going to remain undefeated? Uh, that's the that's the quick big. You know, question. I'm a huge JoJo Diaz fan. I've loved him. He's he's had some some tough losses, uh, but I think he's going to lose this one. Uh, you know, against William Zapata. You know, I like that. Uh, uh, undefeated Kool Aid, undefeated grape Kool Aid. Um, I'm a Zabata fan, so yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, I think he's going to continue his win streak. Uh, I'm taking him by decision. All right. Well, again, this is going to be Saturday. This this Saturday from uh, San Diego, California, on the zone. And who did you take? I have Zapata by decision. Okay. Next up um, on the weekend, we do have. Uh, the return of Katie Taylor versus Karen Carbajal live on the zone. This one is in the light women's lightweight division. This is at 135 pounds. Katie Taylor is the unified champ in this division. Katie Taylor is 36 years old, 21 and 0 with six KO. She is currently ranked first in this division. Her last fight was a win by decision April of this year, and she debuted in 2016. Now Karen Elizabeth Bubble Cabral is 32 years old, 19 and 0. With two KOs, she is currently ranked 11th in this division. Her last fight was a win by decision April of this year, and she debuted in 2013. Now, Cabral is an underdog at a plus 1,000, and Katie Taylor is a massive favorite at a minus 2,500. 
Katie Taylor is from Ireland. She stands at 5'5 with a 66-inch reach. She is the WBC, WBO, IBF, IBA, and the ring female lightweight champion of the world. She has a 28% knockout rate. Karen Caberhall is from Argentina. She stands at uh, 5'4 with a 65-inch reach. She has a 10% knockout rate. Only two knockouts, like you said. I'm a big uh, uh, Katie Taylor fan. Uh, I mean, the odds tell uh, this is going to be a a fight that's going to go Taylor's way. I got her by decision. Yeah, I also have her by decision. Um, Yeah, Katie Taylor is our world. I mean, of course, look how many belts she has. Absolutely. Again, this is going to be, again, on the the Zone app this Saturday, live from Wembley Arena in London, England. Next up for the weekend, we have a huge fight between Vasily Lomachenko and Jermaine Ortiz, live on ESPN from where is it? From Madison Square Garden in New York City. This is low lightweight division, 135 pounds. Devin Haney and Gervonta Tank Davis is our champs. Now Vasil Lomo. Lomachenko is 34 years old, 16-2 with 11 KOs. He is currently ranked fourth in this division. His last fight was a win by decision December of last year, and he debuted in 2014. Now, Jermaine, the technician, Ortiz, is 26 years old, 16-0 with eight KOs. He is currently ranked 11th in this division. His last fight was a win by decision May of this year, and he debuted in 2016. Now, Lomo is a favorite at a minus 2,000. And Ortiz is a plus 900. Vasily Machenko is from the Ukraine. He stands at 5'7 with a 65-inch reach. Um, and he has an 11, a 68% knockout rate. Jermaine Ortiz is from the United States. He stands at 5'8 with a 69-inch reach. He has a 50% knockout rate. I mean, we have an undefeated fighter here. We have undefeated Cooley that I normally like to drink, but I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Lomachenko is on another level. He's a super elite fighter. He's got 11 KOs. Give me Lomo by KO in the sixth round. All right. I also like Vasily Lomachenko, and I also like him to get a knockout, but I'm going to say in the eighth round. We have some solid boxing fights. Solid fights. I mean, again, this is going to be this Saturday, of course, um, live from the Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden on ESPN+. Plus. Do we have any more? Well, there's just one more. One more. Any names we know? Um, I mean, do we consider actually boxing? boxing? <laughs> I think we have to now. Uh, I think so, too. I think me and you have both agreed that Jake Paul is now um, an official boxer, probably. Um, and he's fighting against, I don't know, probably one of the biggest names ever Go. in UFC Go. history. Yep. Anderson Silva. Yeah, amazing. Uh, we won't go through what their uh, stuff is, but let's just let me just give you the odds. Paul is a minus 128, and Anderson Silva is a plus 100. That's, that's as close as Paul has had in odds versus his other opponents. Um, it's going to be pay-per-view showtime. So, I mean, are you buying the fight? I don't know if I'm buying the fight and giving Paul my money. But I am very interested in to see how he's fighting in a legitimate, in my opinion, a very legitimate amateur boxer in Silva, at least, you know, on paper. Well, you do know that uh, we have a 25-year-old versus a 47-year-old. Silva is an unusual 47-year-old. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, let's see what happens in this fight. I mean, we're not like you said, we're not going to go ahead and go through the whole spiel, but um, who do you have winning this fight? 
It's a flip of a coin. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to have to go with Paul. And, and, and here's the thing. If Paul wins, I make my I I am correct in the in the betting, right? Right. If if Paul loses, I'm happy. <laughs> so right. yeah. I'm gonna have to go with Paul. I think it's gonna go to the decision though. Um, I'm gonna have Jake Paul, and I, I'm gonna just continue this knockout rate that he has, and go with a knockout in the fifth round. Okay. Do we know for sure how many rounds it's stated for? Uh, six rounds, I think. Okay. You know who else is on that card? I do not. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Wow. Former Pittsburgh Steeler. Okay. Right? And back. who's he fighting? Uriah Hall, former UFC fighter. I think Hall's going to beat him. Yeah. Do you think? Um, Yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, I've seen crazy things in my life. So, yeah. <laughs> We've seen that. Um, I mean, God, it's a big weekend for boxing it again. Is. You know, this weekend. Uh, we also have UFC fight night, Cater versus Allen. Um, again, we're just going to have to uh, figure out how we're going to watch all these in one night. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. Well, that brings us to our boxing news and notes. Usyk promoter on Tyson Fury. He is the next opponent for Usyk, the promoter of the WBO, WBA, IBO, and IBF heavyweight champion. Alexander Usyk made it abundantly clear that there's only one target on his hit list uh, for his charge. He said that. Tyson Fury, who has recently announced that he's taken on British countryman Derek Teresa for the third time, that as far as he's concerned, uh, Fury is next for Usyk. However, he has also said as far as a wilder match, he is absolutely for that as well. So who do you think he'll fight next? Are you Would you be more excited for a wilder fight or a Fury fight? Um, right now I want wilder. Just okay. to just see him, and um, he's fresh, ready to go. Yeah. Do we think Tyson Fury's been out there, you know, lifting weights or uh, cardio or ready to go twelve rounds right now as we speak? I don't think so, especially when he we've already seen who he's decided to pick. He's he literally decided to pick uh, a Derek Teresa, who he's beaten twice. So what yeah. does that say about his in shape ring ability right now? Um, it looks like our middleweight champion in boxing, Clarissa Shields, is going to take another boxing match before she steps back into the MMA world what? with the PFL. I'm excited. Who is it? Right now, that name has not been disclosed, but um, that's what that's her plans for right now, is to take a boxing match before she gets back into the octagon. I'm excited. I'm excited that she's coming back for boxing one March. I, I enjoy watching her fight. All right. Do you have any other news and notes? I do not. All right. We'll just keep that short and sweet um, for boxing. Uh, that brings us to our first week in our weekly Pick'em League. Season five has started. Uh, so, me and you, uh, we actually both went two and three in the UFC. Dang. Uh, we actually had the same uh, picks. It was really yeah. strange because we should, normally don't do it that. It should be two, two, and one because of that Yon match. It should be, shouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. But we uh, both ended up with two wins. So for our players, uh, everybody's back. So we have Lynn at two, Allen at two, Daniel, you're also at two, Omar is at three, Dan is at three, Dom is at four, Everett is at four, and our current champ, defending, 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 back to back to back, Shannon also has four. Wow, four, week one, four out of five. Huh? That's right. Wow, that's what. That's a what's the percentage? Like eighty percent. That's right. <laughs> 
Well, week one. Week one, though. Yeah. Week one. Normally, I start off slow yeah. anyway. Thank you for all the players uh, back. And uh, as always, thank you for always checking out our Facebook. Yeah, definitely. Make, make sure you check this out. This week, again, we're going to send out those uh, links to uh, jump into the to the Pick'em League for this week. And uh, make sure that you, you follow us on those uh, Facebook pages and Instagram. Well, that wraps things up for this week. Thank you to everyone that continues to listen to our show. We hope to be back next week with a recap of this week's fights and predictions. Be sure to follow us again on Facebook and Instagram. That's it for this week. My name is Daniel. And I'm Alan. Have a great week, everyone, and keep your hands up. And happy fighting. We'll see you next week.